Hey guys, it's the Spongeworthy Podcast. My name is Daryl Williams. And I'm Zach Hillman. And on this week, we are still talking with the famous Seth Lazier. And we're going to be talking all about Season 3, Episode 5, The Library. <laughs> is that how it's pronounced? Library. 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 Lurvidil. So you think you're sponge worthy? She said I wasn't sponge worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge worthy. I think I'm very sponge Sponge worthy? The sponge worthy podcast. Sponge worthy. All right, guys, we're here again at the Spongeworthy Podcast. Yeah, we're doing it up again with Seth Lazier. Hey, guys, yes. we fresh just got back from the Greyhound track. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. juiced mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won a little bit of money, so he's kind of kind of full of himself right now. Thirty-seven fifty. Yeah, nice. That is a lot of pennies, my man. <laughs> that is a lot of pennies, I <laughs> and not as many nickels. Yeah, a few dimes. Yeah. So we're obviously talking about Season 3, Episode 5, The Library, one of my favorite episodes. This was a very fun episode. Very fun episode. To say at the top. Um, So the stand-up, we start with the uh, ventriloquist dummies sex life yes. where he's kind of bemoaning <laughs> i guess this is this which is probably th- like a thing he saw a lot in the clubs like yes. ventriloquist acts yes and stuff like that which i do feel like yeah we were talking about before how like they're writing stand-up bits based on the episode this has nothing to do with the episode nope. no it's this just jerry venting yes yeah. <laughs> i like, think no he... i gotta get it off my chest how i really feel mm-hmm. about jeff dunham no yeah. shit I-, I think he lost a few ladies back in the day to some ventriloquism <laughs> You know, to the, the dummy, the dummy, because yeah. those guys are coming up with the dummies to the <laughs> right to the bar and being like, like oh, "I've got one." <laughs> yeah, it's Otto and George. Like, hey man, what's going on? Shut up, you ace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What? Is this, a, is this like a deep cut ventriloquist yes. act that you're yes. familiar with that I'm not? <laughs> you don't know Otto and George? He used to I, always call him Ace. No, I I'm never not familiar. Mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Daryl is five years older than me, and in those five years, a few things happened that I'm not aware of. Anyway, yeah, uh, there was a lot of ventriloquists in the early '90s. Um, rest in peace, ventriloquists. Yeah. If you had done, uh, who was the guy? Can- uh, Candace Bergen's dad. Oh, Edgar Bergen. Edgar Bergen. Mm-hmm. Or See, Charlie Bergen. I'm sorry. Charlie Bergen. Yeah. Well, there was. Well, yeah, apparently was I didn't know and... well enough to even correct you. <laughs> well, so there was. It's fine. And the, the great Nigerian Anyewu Bergen. Yes, <laughs> her dad was Edgar Bergen, but then his uh, dummies was his dummy's name was Charlie Bergen. Right, 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 right. So everyone, because he would always right. say, "Everyone knows who Charlie Bergen is, and nobody knows who Edgar Bergen is." Right. You right. got it, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bringing a full circle. So, yeah, the ventriloquist dummy sex life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it all right. I think it was kind of a all right bit. I wouldn't okay. necessarily would be like a closer or anything, but. Yeah. No, That's no, no. filler. Yeah, it's filler. You work it in mm-hmm. the middle of your set. I sure. bet I would have gotten like a drunk person to kind of chuckle uh, if I said it at an open mic. Yeah, sure, sure. He probably was had a ventriloquist opener. Yeah. And was just giving that guy shit because maybe the <laughs> ventriloquist stole a bit of his. Probably. The ventriloquist is like, what's the deal with airplane food? What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> just a really, like, cartoon voice doing <laughs> obvious. There's no reference to the fact that it's a dummy. He's just doing Seinfeld material. <laughs> the Seinf- like the dummy looks like Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> like Have you ever seen people picking up a dog's poop? <laughs> well, if aliens saw this, who do you think they'd think the masters were? <laughs> I think it's just a ventriloquist doing the bits and the dummy's just there. He's moving around That the would be so unsettling to see someone with a ventriloquist dummy just talking to you. Yes. Just... Yes. Oh, that's a good bit. Like, you just bring on the dummy and then you just say, like, for the whole set, like, he's he's shy. <laughs> he doesn't want to say anything. Guys, he's he's deaf mute. He doesn't know what's going on right now. This is torture for him. His vocal cords were damaged in a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's a good bit. Yeah. I like that. He had a Dremel accident. We don't talk about it. <laughs> we, we gotta... He has a lot of sawdust in his lungs. <laughs> he's made of wood, so yeah. there's no way 
he has no brain, so he can't yeah. talk. So yeah. I'm just going to talk yeah. to you guys. I'll talk for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we open up uh, after the stand-up with uh, the NY Library. They're calling Jerry on the phone, saying that he yep. owes a back-due book from 1971. And that book is Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller. Right. Yeah. This is a classic you ever uh, read it? literature. Yeah, I actually read this. Just a couple of years ago, uh, usually when I read, it's like on vacation. So I was going to Iceland, mm-hmm. and this is a it's a great read. Uh, are you guys familiar with the book? No, no. Does he is, have all the zodiacs like Tropic of Pisces, Tropic he, of No? He it's just does, more of a Sagittarius uh, latitude thing than uh, it is a uh, like astrology yeah. thing. I thought it was just the, like Cancer and and. Yeah, it's more about the the tropics. Yeah, so I got it. Tropic Tropic of Cancer and then Tropic of Capricorn is a a prequel of sorts that incorporates uh, stories that happened before that. I've never read Tropic of Capricorn, just Tropic of Cancer. So what about Tropic of the Galapagos? That's uh, that's by Kurt Vonnegut. And, <laughs> no, yeah, Tropic of Cancer is a great book. Uh, if you read On the Road in high school sure. and liked that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Damn right I did read, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> you should read Tropic of Cancer because that's actually the book that you want to read. Right, right, yeah. right, right. That is, that is more On the Road than On the Road will ever be. Nice, nice. Yeah. So that is my endorsement for it. And then read, folks. Is this like something like salacious or something? Because like later we're talking about like him and uh, his, you know, pseudo girlfriend are talking about like, you know, sharing passages and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about um, sort of living like a transient life. um, Right. Sleeping with a lot of prostitutes, getting a lot of venereal diseases. Ah. So it's about um, an expatriate. Like Catcher in the Rhyme. Uh, yeah, kind of. It it definitely was, um, you know, sort of, uh, co, uh, it definitely happened around the same time. Um, and that, that information would have been really salacious at the time. Both sure, of those sure. books, and both of those books have been banned by various cultures and various mm. states Wet and different blankets. sets of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's about this expatriate living in France where, of course, like, the society was much more permissive. And he's just very, uh, you know, in a way it sort of uh, precedes gonzo journalism, sure. like what Hunter S. Thompson did, where he's talking a lot about events that he actually lived through, but he's fictionalizing them. So sure. there's sort of this interplay between, like, what's a memoir, what's fiction, what's real, what's not uh, yeah, very, very classic book, very highly regarded. In Doesn't circles. seem like something Jerry would read. Uh, well, well, this was him as a teenager. Right, yeah. right. So, you know, he must have been having women issues mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they had one of his trademark flashes back to a very young lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's her face? It's uh, She has a character name. Sh- not Sharon. Is Sherry? it Sharon? Sherry? Sherry? Sherry Sherry Becker. Yeah, Sherry Becker. Sherry he Becker. remembers her in he an remembers, orange dress. Right. She's got she's pretty stacked too. Yeah, and she she just developed her shape over mm-hmm. the summer and of course we know uh Jerry Seinfeld likes some uh, yeah. he likes some young. He's uh Yeah. Yeah. Not right. illegal yeah, yeah. young, but like I mean, illegal almost. in 40 states. Illegal in most states. Yeah. 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 But not New York. Not apparently. New York, not apparently. New York. Yeah, okay. So um, he's not talking about his actual uh, young protege. He's talking about a fictional character. Right. But also uh, Kramer is in this storyline a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, he has a real axe to grind with libraries. He does not care for them. Nope, nope. Yeah. He's definitely uh, assuming that uh, Jerry's going to have to pay fifty grand for this uh, library book, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, and then um, they quickly, yeah, have to go to the library. So we uh, have Jerry going with Kramer to the library. He tells Jerry, or I mean George, to show up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have an interaction uh, with the library, uh, I Man. guess, librarian named Marion. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a female. Librarian she, named Marion. Yeah. Marion the librarian. They don't comment on that at all. <laughs> nope. But as soon as they find out that the uh, lieutenant's name is Bookman, yes. they're all over that. Of course. Yeah. But not Marion the librarian. No, no, no. That completely escaped mm-hmm. their grasp. Yeah. Very sad. 
So, uh, but Kramer's... Got, I want to go in depth on what Kramer says. Yeah. It, it's very... If she, if he didn't hook up with her, it would be like serial killer type definitely, talk. Definitely. Yeah. But definitely. as we'll talk about later, he eventually romances her. But It's, it's definitely uh, incel talk, at least. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like, she mm-hmm. needs someone to unlock her hidden passion. Right. She Maybe might be a virgin. virgin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very creepy. Seth picked up on that right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that because that was me. <laughs> you were oh my guy. God. Yeah. I was marrying like, the librarian. I must, I must woo her. Yeah. I must take her under my wing and fuck her. Yeah, that that's just gross. Yeah, it is I, a little gross. I mean, especially what we know about Michael Richards yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Well, yeah. at least she's white. Yeah. Ooh. Good. No. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert. Well, then she can't be mad about what he said, right? Um, no. Well, okay. So also at the library, we have George. He sees a homeless man outside, and True. he swears to goodness that this is the guy that used to be their gym teacher. Right, Mr. Heyman. Mr. Heyman, and George is apparently responsible for his firing. Right, right, right. But also, let's be honest, he was probably um, involved with his own firing. Yes, this <laughs> is a man that deserved to he, be fired. He does, yes. Yeah. It, yeah. If he's... Giving atomic wedgies to yes. students. This crossed a line from harassment into assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And this guy would be in jail if it happened easily two years ago. No shit. Oh, yeah. He would definitely be, um, yeah, me too'd, uh, me three'd, and everything. You yeah. know, canceled. Yep. I mean, this was a gym teacher who was an active bully. Easily. And no. he had other, like, students with him like yeah they were his lackeys he had like the jets gang up <laughs> yeah because <on laughs> we all know george is a shark mm-hmm. and uh and they're the uh yeah. jets yeah do 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 what brand of boxers you wear can't stand you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like stuff. uh yeah i love uh when um gym teachers or any teacher really gives you a nickname yeah I mean, but we're losing the Side of the fact that George could have literally sued the school. He should have, yeah, for millions and millions of dollars. He could have taken that school to the cleaners. Oh yeah, completely, easily. I mean, any any one of those interactions nowadays, it's like a coach calling you can't stand you. Mm-hmm. The coach asking what type of boxers do you wear. Mm-hmm. That feels way over the line. And then having other students assault right. him. Right. Yeah. I remember in gym, um, when we tried, my friend and I, uh, we tried to, like, climb the rope in gym class. The classic, like, you know, just vertical rope that just went to the ceiling. And we got about halfway. And then I couldn't do it. I couldn't go all the way up to the roof. Couldn't couldn't make it. Couldn't finish. And then he literally called us a bunch of pussies. He's like, you fucking pussies. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're right. Yeah, you're you're right. I am a pussy. I didn't I didn't make it. I'm, I actually internalized and was like, yeah, you're right. I am kind of a pussy. Darryl, In you, fact, but I could have gotten his job. Yeah, I literally could you have. Still uh, could sue the school could for still, emotional. I distress. should right now, guys. Let's fucking <laughs> turn this podcast off. I'm, What's uh, the deal with Daryl's therapy? I'm getting yeah. into some litigation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. So, as, yeah. As your agent, I get 10% ace. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and that's a 10% well-deserved. So we have, uh, yeah, cause Can't Stand Ya. He's yeah. uh, going through this. I think this is actually one of the first episodes that we get a flashback. Yeah. A lot of flashbacks. Can we talk about the wigs in these flashbacks? Fuck the wigs. Oh, my God. They were beautifully bad. These were yes. way bad. These were like literally like Halloween-style wigs. This was like all the money they saved on not having a dog in the last episode. They used no these two. I don't. Even I'm going to say one and a half wigs because let's mm-hmm. be honest, they only put half a fucking wig on Seinfeld. It was yeah. just the mullet part. Yeah, just the they part left in the his back. regular yeah. middle aged man balding front mm-hmm. of hair and then put a fucking Billy Ray Cyrus mullet on him. Yes, yes. It felt like a hate crime. I agree. Also, yeah. I I've heard. Um, Reports from um, Larry Charles, who was the director and writer of this episode, he was definitely very upset with the wigs. 
He was like, fuck <laughs> these wigs. If we could do anything different with this episode, I would change the wigs. And yeah. he just said that unprompted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like in a dine. He was in a Denny's five years ago. So, you know, waitress said, "Hey, um, you, you know, here's your check." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Fuck those wigs." Also, that was a delicious moons over my hammy. Oh, yeah. Best one I've ever had. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Grand slam. Yeah. Holy cannoli. But I do feel like, yeah, it's weird when you try to, like, make characters younger with just a wig because clearly yeah. they're not yeah. younger versions of them. They couldn't hire a new actor to be, you know, the young George. Right. So they just put him in a dumb wig, and then he gets uh, his pants pulled up um, in a wedgie style. Yeah. Then when they're telling him about this story in the uh, restaurant uh, – Elaine basically goes, wait, what's a wedgie? And you're like, are you just now getting here on the on this earth? Yeah, I want to go back for a second. Jason Alexander is the least convincing teenager no shit. you'll ever see. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm glad he has a great acting career, but <laughs> yeah. he can't play 15 at no. all. Yeah. He couldn't even play 15 at 15. No. Yeah, dude. No way. <laughs> he probably looked like... George Costanza at 12. Yeah. Uh, total agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, good on him. He uh, he made it in this world. He, you know, he tried. He gave it his all. He put on that horrible, horrible Bob Ross wig. Mm-hmm. And, he, mm-hmm. and he said, I'm going to be a professional today. Right, right. And then, obviously, uh, Elaine uh, brings up, uh, you know, what's a wedgie? And then uh, they go into the idea of like what a wedgie is for the un- unexplained, and I, also I'm what an like, atomic wedgie is. Was this like a writer's note or a like network note where they were like, "You gotta explain <laughs> right. what wedgies are to people yeah. who haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds"? Yeah. Like, because this episode was in '91. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think '91, I was seven. Mm-hmm. And I think I knew what a wedgie was. I knew oh, that, sure. yeah, of course. I was new. I knew that I was from a zygote when this episode yeah. came out, and I knew what a wedgie mm-hmm. was. I feel like also like it's pretty ubiquitous. Like, yeah, wedgies were probably from the '60s or something. Like, who was? Yeah. I think wedgie like literally came around the day after underwear showed up. I'm. I was gonna say like in France they were like, I give you a wedgie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hold my cigarette. I'm yeah. gonna give this man a wedgie. I arrested some small meaningless joy out of life, but now I am left alone with the meaninglessness and the unbearable weight of my own existence. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Jean-Paul Sartre. And Mm -hmm, he... mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It is other people. Baguette me a wedgie. (laughs) Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Eiffel Tower. There you go. Mm -hmm. We did it. Yeah, Ponce de Leon. (laughs) Hey! So we have also um, kind of the next uh, scene is basically. Well, uh, we have Elaine. Elaine is worried that she's going to be fired from oh, Pendant Publishing. Also, I used to I love this uh, little bit of dialogue from Elaine because um, when they go over the wedgie talk, they're like, oh, well, guys, you don't give each other wedgies. Like, what do girls do? And she just said, like, oh, we would just make fun of them until they got an eating disorder. And that's still true. And so it's true. horrifying. So horrifying and so that's real. terrible. And actually, like, it, it kind of shows you, like, the difference between men and women. Well, let's not lose <laughs> yeah. sight over that it works. It does. Yeah. You know, I, it does. That's that's how Seth got so thin. Yeah. I know, man. Look at that hot body. Yeah. Summertime. Yeah, Dude, I, I could... wish I even had self-confidence to show it <laughs> off, could... but nope. I could squeeze grapefruit juice on those abs. Hell man. yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, it all off you. Mm. Yeah, I definitely love the idea of, like, you know, men aren't, they might be physically horrible to each other, but women are psychologically horrible to each other. Yeah. This is this is like for how many like what's the difference between men and women types yep. of bits that yep. we get throughout the course of this sitcom. This is actually feels like an actual difference between men and women. A and legit that, difference. <laughs> that just like it's a complete drive by of a line mm-hmm. from Elaine and it happens and then we move past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't react like, what? That's fucked up. They're not like, that's so much worse. They're like, nope. oh, my butt cheeks hurt for two days. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we got it way worse than you gals. So then we get into another stand-up bit, which is uh, obviously of the library. Mm-hmm. Um, not too rememberable. Yeah. I want to say, like, yeah, probably, obviously, because of these, this episode itself. That's why we have this stand-up bit. Yeah. Yeah, and the library is like a pathetic friend that just wants, you know, like... Right. You've had its book for a year, and it's right. like, can you give me 25 cents? Can you give me a bag, please? No. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So then we get into the actual um, crux of this episode, which is my favorite. A great guest star, which is uh, the detective or the uh, policeman bookman. Yeah. Man, played by what's-his-face, the ever-comparable... It's not Craig T. Nelson. It is not Craig T. Nelson. It is... Not George Went. Nope, not George Went. <laughs> Philip Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. This this e- is amazing. H. Probably one of the best actors of this uh, guest star like up until this point. Right. He is bringing some serious Dragnet vibes. Easily. Joe Friday. Uh, what's his face? Um, the actual character's name or the actor's name is uh, Jack Webb. Yeah. Wait, this is so dragnet and it's perfect. So yeah. perfect. It's great. Yeah. It's great. He's he steals the whole episode. Yeah. The whole episode. And you will only see him later in the season finale. Or the series finale, I should mm-hmm. he comes back in the last yeah. episode, but that's also because it's a clip show. Yeah, it's amazing. It, and you could tell that uh when he was doing his lines, Jerry could hardly keep his straight oh, face. Oh yeah, you could totally tell he was breaking yeah. Every single time. Do you think, like, because there are moments where he's like, oh, you think this is all a big joke, huh, Sonny Boy? Oh, you <laughs> fancy doll face, you know? And, like, do you think that was, like, him ad-libbing? Could be. On top of, like, maybe Jerry was supposed to have lines, but then Jerry just, like, couldn't stop laughing. Right? So right? he would just, like, steamroll him and go to his next line and stuff. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best guest stars, mm-hmm. bar none. Philip Baker Hall, also, he's a great actor. So He's pretty much in every uh, P.T. Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so many great films. So mm-hmm. many great stars, like guest stars. Um, I just think he, he... And if you listen to the commentary of this episode, um, they just gush over him the whole time. They're just like, man, I can't believe we got this guy. He fucking just crushed it in the, in the, the audition. Mm-hmm. And um, it shows. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was amazing. He definitely made the whole episode for me. And of course, yeah, like you said, like he, he's he, he was so good all this creepy stuff. <laughs> like his performance is so good. We let all this other creepy stuff slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. With the Kramer serial killer like talk. <laughs> right, right. Elaine right. with her whole um the whole psychological yeah. Making people have, you know, yeah, that stuff. I Why mean, can't I say this stuff? George, <laughs> George and Jerry reading a book about venereal diseases in France. Yeah, yeah. and Jerry fantasizing about pre, uh, well, not prepubescent, but pubescent women. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And uh, this guy just took all that and said, "Don't worry about that. I got it from here." Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he and, did. He did what Robin Williams did in the Mork, uh, the Mork script. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of happy days, and he took the worst script and he made it into the best script. Right, right, right. And then you have also, yeah, Elaine has a little bit of a, a B storyline where she thinks she's going to get fired. Yeah, uh, throughout this yeah. whole episode, it, that kind of felt tacked on a, a little, little bit, bit to me. Um, I think they're probably just bringing it up because it's going to be a recurring thing. Right. She mentions that she has an upcoming meeting, and uh, is it Peterman that she's still working? No, this is Lebo. Lipman. Lipman. Mr. Lipman, who also uh, is played by an actor who is only in one episode. They later, uh, they have a lot of Mr. Lipman later, but yeah. is played by a different actor. Don't have those information. Not going to get it to you guys. Uh, so this is a Kessler situation. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. But when we get to Mr. Lipman in, um, you know, pre prior episodes or future episodes, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it then. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Then. It's a tease, guys. For sure. Keep listening. Yeah. 
So then we also have. Um, well, you don't have to. I mean, I've, I won't be on those episodes. <laughs> yeah. So if you listen, if you're listening to this just for me, yeah, yeah just listen for Seth. Seth's yeah. enormous fan base. Please continue listening. That's all, all my I Seth maniacs out there. Yeah, I appreciate you. But and I, I could just, vouch for these guys. Right, right, right. These Thank are you. two upstanding dudes. I just want all the Seth maniacs out there to know <laughs> that Seth. Is wearing his underwear and his pants right now. Whoa, whoa. And uh, guess what he's got in there? Whoa. We all know. Mm. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> what do we know? That's super, the, you know, um, the wiener. <laughs> he's got a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. From what I hear, I don't want to assume your gender, Wait. Seth. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, there's a reason they call me Two Gun Seth because yeah, two penises. This is why <laughs> this is why we're contractually obligated not to discuss your film work. This nice. is yeah. why, nice. yeah. Two Gun Seth, he needs to keep the secret alive. Yeah, thing is, one is a normal penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the other one I just made out of plaster. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> wait, is it left and right or is it up and down? I I got this. Uh, it's Velcro, so you well, know, I well, got... speaking of Total Recall, you got the you got like the third boob effect going right, on. Right, there. right, right, yeah. right. Same costume designer. <laughs> same <laughs> You got the same same makeup effects. He does That's great dope. work. Yeah, he does man, great work. Awesome. And so he's so been doing it forever. Well, I mean I, there's still <laughs> this proves that practical effects will never go away. Yeah, yeah. I, they have all the CGI. Yeah. Sometimes it's best just to go practical. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously Seth has a uh, Paul Vanderhoven on speed dial. He's just like made a quick call was like, "Hey man, where's that Can you get me in touch with that boob guy?" Yeah, yeah, will you uh, sculpt me a wiener? <laughs> hey, <Have> PVB. You... <laughs> PVB. Yeah. Wait. PVH. What? <laughs> I need the well, when you're that close with him, you can call him PVB. Yeah, it's like I spell Hoven with a P. Hoven. <laughs> well, it's Dutch, so well, it's the B Paul, is silent. Paul yeah. Vanderhoven, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got him on speed dial. You called him up. You got a, a, a nice little prosthetic dick, and it's yeah. gonna work out well. Yeah, good j- for you. Just the thing is, I don't tell people which one's the prosthetic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make them so, guess. You got to let them figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> which one is not like the other? Keep them, keep them working. And you could only use four of your five senses. And I get to pick <laughs> which one you can't use. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's always sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I choose taste. Yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This tastes like paper mache to me. Man, Seth, you're starting to sound like a character in this episode of Seinfeld. You're starting to sound... You know, you need so... Philip Baker Hall to come rescue this podcast now. You no, know, usually smell is the one that gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to Philip Baker Hall. I love his character oh work. Um, I love his Jack Webb. Uh, he always is talking about, like, you know libraries and hippies like i don't care about how long your hair is i don't care what you do but mm. you better put on shoes if you're gonna go into the library <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this this whole thing is great so yeah we're kind of glossing over elaine about to lose her job yep um but we we sort of end on she has a nice interaction with like some secretary of uh you know her boss yeah because no one ordered her lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then she finds um oh sorry, the other thing we have to talk about is Kramer and the librarian. Right. Marion. Marion the librarian. Yeah. yeah, they're hot and heavy. Um I thought fact, this was a great reveal when Seinfeld uh, opened right. the door and the detective was still talking to him and then Marion yes. got in the door and hit him. And we see the uh interior of uh Kramer's house for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well it's just the other side of just the door. Basically yeah. the other side of the door. Yeah. And then uh she's like, Oh shit, uh Bookman is over there. He can't know that I'm not supposed to be here. And then he's like, Well, why don't you leave? And then and she's, she's like, I can't. I can't quit your dick. I can't. Yeah. Obviously Kramer is a great lover. I believe it. He's, I believe it. Yeah, he's already had feel- some like, you know, the coffee table chick that he uh, you know, yeah, had Elaine's sex- roommate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Ellen. Yeah. Ellen, of course. Yeah. 
there's a yeah kramer's getting like if you're that weird and that out there you're probably dicking down people pretty good man i wish seth was a female at this point just so we could ask like what is it about kramer oh don't just assume seth's gender Mm. you're not female well on the outside. <laughs> You're yeah. female on the inside? <laughs> or on the... Well, like, I don't know. I've never tried it. Let's let's give it a shot. Let's yeah. do it. Set the As a female, what's your opinion of uh, Kramer in this episode? Do you mm-hmm. find his animal magnetism... Would you get it? Unbelievable. Well, what I think, as a female, is that he just saw something that he wanted to pursue, and he actually became a... Like, he had the obsessive phase in the beginning... And then he pursued it, and as we could tell throughout this episode, he was very supporting of her as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, he loves the poetry that she's writing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, ho- he's definitely encouraging her for yeah, sure. But yeah, also- they were hanging out after hours, holding hands. Yes, yes. So I think he was a very attentive lover. I think he is into her needs and wants. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And for that's sure. my opinion on a female as me, as a female. <laughs> as a female, yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you, female. As a Seth. female, do you yeah. think he has a big dick? Yeah. Well, it, I'll I'll guess that he has a proportional one. Right. And plus, since since he's tall, that would make him, you know, extra fairly well hung. Right. Yeah. Fairly, right. yeah. Yeah, I would I assume think, he's not uh, working with something uh, micro. I would with with Kramer. I get more of the vibe that it's like he's. Since he's so out there, I think he would probably be more down to try something that would right. be pretty memorable. Right. You know? I think, yeah, since he is so far out there, since he is so confident, he is probably wielding a pretty decent schlong. Yeah. yeah. He might have some toys like this thing shaped like a horseshoe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. vibrates all around. Exactly. Yeah. He Four might stars. have some yeah. sex toys for sure. Wish I <laughs> wish I'd seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> That just happened to be lying around Daryl's apartment. <laughs> so obviously, uh, yeah, he's uh, hanging out with Marion. Um, he's telling her that she should, uh, you know, publish these poems that he she's writing. Yeah. Um, Elaine, Elaine gets the good idea of like, well, I'll just like show these poems to the right, because my Lipman, boss Lipman did not like the Christopher Columbus biography that she had recommended. Right. So she's she's found these poems. She's gonna try and like. Pass them off. Yep. But then he doesn't like those either. No. He's the only one that doesn't like these poems. Everyone else is moved to tears by these fucking sex and poems. These poems are all right. What? I thought everyone was really feeling the poems in the I show. Mean, I myself, mean, myself, personally, I oh. think the poems are all right. What was <laughs> like, it? There was I like mean, a... I'm not getting drawn to tears. <laughs> there was one yeah. poem that was like a... Like uh, about an insect on the outside, or yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and it was very like you know rhymy. It almost felt like a step above Doctor Seuss. Yeah, well, I mean, I I got shades of Emily Dickinson from mm. it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't right. know, James. Maybe Joyce. you guys are just Philistines. I don't. Know. <laughs> you guys, never read Tropic of Cancer. Well, I don't know guys... how to read. All right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew, but I forgot how to read. Yeah, it's uh, not like riding a bike. No. I mean, this day and age, it's all you need to do is recognize the logo, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's true. Mm-hmm. If you can read the headline of an article, you're more informed. Right, right. I don't need people. to know it says McDonald's. I just see the arches. I know yeah. what it is. Oh man, that's what yeah. I'll have for dinner tonight. There you go. Well, thank you, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all subtext. <laughs> yeah, because I don't need to read there. I know what's on the menu. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So then so, we have uh, Jerry coming to the realization through Bookman and like, ah, was it this book that I was supposed to return? No, it was actually the other book, the other yeah. Tropic of Non-Cancer. Tropic of Capricorn. Yeah. 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 yeah, and she was wearing a purple dress, it turns right, out. Right, right. And then they have an exchange, like he meets uh, Sherry mm-hmm. Baker. Yeah, and she was in like, the, uh, I remember restaurant. I was chewing dentine gum, and mm-hmm. it's like all of the facts that Jerry... Remembered so vividly. Oh, she was wearing an orange dress. She was right. chewing blackjack right. gum. We were reading this book. We, Which kind of shows you or proves that the eyewitness accounts don't mean a fucking thing. They nope. really, really don't. They don't. Your recollection of what happened, your eyewitness account of it, doesn't mean bupkis. 
Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, a lot of details change over time. And that's why Daryl's a free man today. Exactly, yeah. guys. Uh, the statute of limitations says I'm a free man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I I know somebody who definitely saw you yeah. rip off the mattress tag. Oh, fuck. In yeah. the store. What? Back Dude. in 96. <laughs> Before I bought it? But. <laughs> it's his word against Daryl's. But. He also had a few misdemeanors. Oh, right, right, right. So him as a, you know, for drunk driving and, yeah. and of hitting course, a kid and killing Darryl's, the kid. Daryl's got a great lawyer who's going to exploit all that stuff. I like how totally sweet James. Yeah. Like drunk driving and hitting a kid is just a misdemeanor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sweet yeah, James. This was the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Right, when you end up in like a ditch in your car with the lights still yeah. on, like the cops will be like, hey, get on home. Yeah, yeah. the 80s I, where it was so... any of your grandparents, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I got like... A, a wet and reckless and the like <laughs> gave me a ticket and then i drove my family home <laughs> yeah it's like in the 80s you could hit kids with cars or be a gym teacher and bully one of your students yeah, yeah. along with other kids yeah. you got kid you were the l- ringleader yeah of course yeah, he's yeah. really more of a ringleader he than is a, yeah and i don't understand quickly like why he hates him so much like it's never really like brought up like why is george I mean, you're gonna pitch- pick one person to arbitrarily i guess hey, that's george true. costanza is as good a choice he's as any. got the glasses yeah. the jufro yep. yeah for sure and it is weird though. Like, if let's imagine that that wig is his real hair, he literally went from that to bald. When did it go from straight to like it was totally yeah. like a curly Jufro? One day he was Ben Savage. Yeah. <laughs> the, the next, next day, day he was Mao Zedong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's so weird. That's your pick for straight hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, straight hair? No, I thought I was just talking about the weird balding pattern. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> like, but Mao Zedong has straight hair. Kind of, I'm not arguing of, that, but it's just yeah, kind of, <laughs> that's the guy. Top drawer. That's a deep pull. <laughs> yeah, that's my top drawer choice for bone straight hair, Mao Zedong. I mean, it's it's a good example. Yeah. I'm just yeah, right, right, right. Wow, right. You're not going to be like Patrick Stewart or. I was, uh, Mr. Yeah, Clean. I, no, but I, no. Sorry, no. I glossed over the straight hair part, and I was just thinking of the balding that he eventually well, exhibited. He, <laughs> he's, he's reading. He's reading a tropic of cancer. Like you know, he's he's well read. He's well. Let's also let's also point out plot wise that we find out Jerry handed tropic of cancer to George yes. right before he was bullied in the yes. very moment, and uh, as he's getting this wedgie, he knocks the. Which also, the uh, there's a small continuity error, which is uh, basically um, if, you know, because they have this exchange with George and Jerry, uh, like, here's the book, you know, keep it a secret. I'm about to go to uh, Wyman's, uh, you know, uh, class or whatever. But mm-hmm. then he goes to class, but then we have Hyman basically giving the wedgie so it's like wait how is hyman giving the wedgie while he's supposed to be teaching a class at this time oh he was a very special individual (laughs) yeah like how uh, mao zedong took a group of six (laughs) thousand people and created communist china yeah hyman could bully george yeah and then go teach a class nice i like it i like it very (laughs) dongish yeah And then, um, yeah. I believe the preferred term is Maoist, but I'm going to allow it, given your professional acumen. I think it's my dongest. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) My dongest has a first name. (laughs) Yeah, so then we uh, wrap up this episode with um, they basically, uh, I guess, run into uh, the the library bookman for the last time. He basically uh, writes him a check. And then, uh, you know, Bookman is like, I don't want to see you ever around this library again. Yeah. And then um, the Heinemann character is the one that originally or still has the actual book. The Tropic of Cancer. Is a homeless man. Yeah. Do you feel that uh, the punishment that befell the gym teacher was was suitable or just? Right, or? right. Like, so after he got fired, he became homeless? Yeah. I mean, it, definite karma. I would say, definitely karma. If you're yeah. going to be doing that to, you know, 
15, 16 year old kids. It's a pretty atrocious character. It is. Right? Yeah. It is. You know, yeah, he deserves is. suffering. He should have. He does deserve what he gets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I kind of agree. Yeah. But but then also, uh, George has one more confrontation with him, and he does get an atomic wedgie yeah. from Hyman again. Now, that's just George. I, I would say George, that is also yeah. justified because yes. if some guy was got me fired and ruined my life, and then that same guy 20 years later said, hey. What's up? Remember me? <laughs> I would give him an atomic wedgie. Yeah, of from- course. <laughs> but... But again, we come back we to like this guy got himself fired by assaulting children, right? <laughs> like, right. So right. I'm and getting other students to help. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this guy's very Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of his. So the weird thing is about like not only George and the teacher, but even the students still look like they're 35 as well. <laughs> we yeah. didn't even get kids to be, like play these like. Bit parts. I think kids would have been more expensive. Kids and dogs. Right, right. kids and That's dogs. That's the yeah. recurring theme of these two episodes is we can't afford kids or dogs. I mean, they might as well have got, gotten Larry David to be one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Put a bad wig on him. Yeah. But we tapped out our budget at two bad wigs. <laughs> yeah. So and that mullet was just <laughs> was very much Jerry's normal hair and then just the Mao... And it's all straight. It's like a weird straight mullet. It's not even curly. <laughs> yeah. Like, when did the it rest become... of his hair is like poofy, and yeah. then it's just laying back like a curtain. Right. It's like a country artist who would duet with Reba McIntyre in the right. early nineties. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Sure. Right. Where's your steel guitars, Jerry? Yeah. It's very George Strait. Yeah. But very. I love it. I mean, I love this episode just for the fact of Philip Philip Baker Hall. That this... guy fucking sells this episode. Stole yeah. the show. Stole it. Yeah. This guy should be in literally like one episode a season. Yeah. And he does. He's not, but he should be. Yeah. They should keep bringing him back. So I hope just, they do. Yeah, they, <laughs> they there's do still not. time. Uh, <laughs> so we end this episode with a stand up of how Jim in high school yes, is gym class. a complete outlier compared yes. to all your other classes. Right. Is, right. Like totally rings true for me. It is ringing true to me, too, because yeah. when I was in gym, um, I had. First two years of high school, it was like second period, and I was always like, "Man, gym is like, why do I, I show up for math?" And then I got gym. I'm always sweating and being always horrible, and then I gotta just like do the rest of the day. No, I want gym at the end of the class, like yeah, sixth period. That's when gym needs to be. Yeah, yeah. My, I mean, I, there was this one semester I had gym first class, like. Oh. So, so you showed up in your gym class yeah i showed up in the gym class and my high school was a pretty prosperous one so we had a pool nice, so during like nice. swimming week mm-hmm. i was like half asleep jumping right, into right. this you're like 7 a.m <laughs> jumping into a pool yeah frigid waters where they literally <laughs> mm-hmm. turned on the uh you're like heater i haven't had my right. coffee yet ago. because i'm still a child and then like yeah. your next five periods are smelling like chlorine yeah. exactly yeah yeah. And I'll try to do matrices. Mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I said, I had a prosperous high school. <laughs> Did you yeah. have an abacus? Yeah. <laughs> Almost. But uh, one thing I'll never abacus forget. Abacus was the name of their computer assistant. He was, <laughs> he was like an R2 type character. Right. He was like, oh, yes, let me compute that for you, Seth. <laughs> we called him Abe. Yeah. <laughs> Aces. Yeah. Ace. Yeah. Yeah, Ace. yeah. Hey, Ace, computate this for me. No, no. I don't. Right away, not- Seth. <laughs> Please but. stop fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seth Lazier, you know, famed it, comedian and computer rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be careful. We might have to edit that out because I don't think uh, Abacus was 18 at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want it, Seth to get canceled. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, what, um, wrapping it up. What up. do you think this is uh, sponge-worthy? What do you think um, is... Well, do we want to do favorite oh, episodes Oh, yeah, let's first? do that yeah, first. Yeah. We usually... That's the format. Uh, Out of the two episodes, what do you think your is... Favorite? What's your favorite? Yeah, the dog or the library? It, well, this is weird. In terms of Seinfeld being a Seinfeld show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go with the dog. But in terms of uh, just an episode, the guest star, Bookman, just... He steals the show from both yes. of them. Yes. You, you, mm-hmm. I mean, you take him out of that episode, it is 
one of the worst. It's probably yeah, not it does not hold up without that character or yeah, without right. that actor. Yeah, but he just steals the show, so I'm going with the the library. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the library is a, a one of my favorites, probably in the literal top ten episodes of uh what I would call favorite episodes. But I do like the dog. The dog has its its moments. Mm-hmm. Um it's classic Seinfeld. Like I yeah. wouldn't say it's like bad. Right. But I would say it's like, you know, the fact that there is no dog, that kind of jars me. Right. It's very sitcom-y. It's filler. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think um, what we have here is for the first time in any of the weeks that we've been doing the podcast, in both episodes, all four characters are engaged. Yes. They all have a plot line. They all Mm -hmm. have a motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, the dog to me is kind of weird with the like Greek drama effect of Ellen and the dog being off screen. Yes. I think like those, those feel like weird missed opportunities for comedy to me. Yes. And what succeeds about the library is the fact that the, the person, the people we're talking to, the people, you know, that are engaged in the action are on screen and we're, Mm -hmm, we're seeing mm -hmm. them. Uh, so it, it just works because we're we're seeing it. We're yes. not hearing about it. Right, 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 so right. So I would definitely also vote for the library. I also like the uh, set design. Going back to like if the production, like the I don't remember the pr- production designer, but the library actually is a decent set. It looks yeah. like a library. Oh yeah. Even though it's supposed to be this like you know huge expansive like you know echoing yeah. library, you're like yeah, yeah, I'll feel it. I, I see. I it. mean, it definitely had a library vibe, maybe a suburban one. Right, right, you know, right. Not middle of New York City, but no. you know, if you take all the characters out and just take someone off the street and say, "What is this?" Yeah, they say, "Yeah, oh, it's a library." Yeah, right, right. And now, what is this? Oh, that's your penis. Hey, wait a <laughs> second. Hey, <laughs> aces. Seth, you got to stop hanging out on robot corners, man. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, going into the next uh, small segment, what do you think is uh, sponge-worthy this week? It doesn't have to necessarily be a part of the show. It could just be Mm -hmm. part of your own life. Mm -hmm. You know, just what what is something that's just extraordinary special? Well, considering that I'm still... Uh, pretty much hold up because of the global pandemic. I don't know if you Wait, guys. What is that? What is uh, that hey, again? It... When is that happening? Oh, it... <laughs> yeah. It started a couple weeks ago. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Dave Grohl, he made an announcement to... on his Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to binge watch that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Dave Grohl is doing it, I'm sure it's cool. Well, mm. I got something that's sponge worthy, though. Yeah. So I got Amazon Prime on my smart TV. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I really got to stop jacking off. Um, yeah. So Bad for the lungs, yeah. So on Amazon Prime, I found this uh, channel for $4 a month, PBS Documentaries. You got Nova, you got Frontline, nice. the Ken Burns stuff. All the Ken Burns oh, stuff? Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. So That's I've been, pretty sweet. Fuck yeah. I would so love that. Checking that out, and I would say that is sponge worthy. That is that sponge worthy. Quite sponge worthy. Guys, yeah. anything that Ken Burns make is is obviously sponge worthy. He's oh. the Larry David of documentary. He is. Yeah. He is. That's a perfect way to describe it. I couldn't even. The uh, National way. Parks. What a great special. What yeah. a fucking great special. His thing about the uh, Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. Man, really good. Or jazz or baseball. Gosh. Yeah. Or his four-part series on the Houston 500. Mm-hmm. When that chick got with 500 dudes. I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he documented a fucking gangbang. That's awesome. Not, <laughs> Not just, any gang. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. just any gangbang. The, the biggest gangbang of all time, according to <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records, Daryl. Yeah, there was this one guy who was writing to his mom. You know, and it's narrated. Right. So, like, right. dearest mother. <laughs> mother dearest. Dearest Clarabelle, <laughs> I send you news from the front of Houston. Her I'm about tits. to jizz on her titties. <laughs> there are a lot of semen around us. I do not know which is mine, but I am here for the fervor. Her surgical work was quite exquisite. <laughs> you cannot see the lollipop scar. <laughs> Things are rough in the trenches. 
We have to share a towel. Rough in the trenches. Fuck you. That's too good. That's too fucking good. Seth Lazia, 2021. Yes. <laughs> oh. Daryl, what's sponge worthy, bud? Um, you know, I just love that I'm uh, still alive. Um, I recently got a, a COVID test. Uh, found out that I was negative. So, guys, <laughs> um, I'm still negative. Prognosis yeah. negative. Prognosis negative. Hell's yeah. Um, you know, in fact, I'm thinking to myself, I can't catch this thing. <laughs> I'm impervious to it. <laughs> yes, let's none of us knock on wood. Um. I... You're sounding a bit Franz Ferdinand-ish there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm invincible. No man can stop me. <laughs> Cut to next episode. Guys, Daryl's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly won't be defenestrated. We're got, keeping uh, this podcast going, though. Got hit by a train. Yeah. <laughs> if you die from something not COVID during the pandemic, that would be so pathetic, Daryl. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, did you hear Daryl died? Oh, my God. Right. What of? Oh yeah, he was hiking. He fell off the trail. <laughs> like Jesus, Daryl. <laughs> right, right, right. He was like, "Ah, oh, Daryl died. What of COVID? No, nah, just lung cancer. No, oh, he just <laughs> he just drowned in the bathtub. <laughs> really lazy ba- bather. Oh man, he was he... swimming and had a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to die from COVID. <laughs> I'm. So, um, well, I guess, like, yeah, let's just end it the way we always end it. Seth, like, what, give out that, uh... Did I get to say what? Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> Gosh. Jesus Christ, Daryl. You're format. not a part of this Wait, what was show? your sponge-worthy format. thing? That I don't have COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, uh, I'm gonna switch it up. I've done, uh, personal stuff for a couple of weeks in a row. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on the show. I'm gonna say it's really sponge-worthy that, uh, who was the guy with, uh, with the Bell's Palsy? Oh, uh, Mr. Malone. Mr. Malone. Or Pallone, I mean. Pallone. Mr. Pallone uh, for taking care of his own health. Because that's an important thing in this day and age Mm -hmm. is to make sure that you abandon your dog. Mm-hmm. And take care of your Bell's palsy. Your Bell's palsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know there's someone out there listening, and that applies directly to you. Go take care of your Bell's palsy. Fuck your dog. <laughs> Do it now. Yeah. I also thought, like, I'm glad that he didn't take care of his alcoholism. Yeah. Just his Bell palsy. Well, you got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. right and that's right. sponge worthy. A mm-hmm, first step mm-hmm. is always sponge worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been another episode. That another, it has. Another great episode. Seth. Top six. Yeah. yeah. Top six episodes of my <laughs> uh, of our journey so far. Yeah. Um, Seth, give us out the uh, social media again. At, this is just Twitter, at S-L-A-Z-E-A-R-1. Yeah. Guys, don't forget the one. Yeah, you cannot forget the one. Uh, you know where to follow myself and Daryl. You yes. can find our stuff in the show notes. Thank yes. you guys, as always, for listening. And until next week, keep it fucking sponge worthy. Yeah, keep it sponge worthy. What's the deal with library books? You check them out, but when you return them, they don't give you any money back. What's the deal with wedgies? I've had a wedge salad before, but I don't think I want to eat that. What's the deal with Bell's Palsy? I mean, come on. It's not festive. Why are there bells? What's the deal with women named Ellen? You think they're worth dating, but it turns out they're all degenerates. What's the deal with Ponce Leon? He was looking for the fountain of youth when he should have been looking for the fountain of pussy. What's the deal with terrible wigs? When you put them on your head, they look pretty bad, but when you put them on your naked pubes... It looks pretty good!